everybody. Welcome to Horror Haven. I'm Rich, and I'm here once again with uh, Dylan and Sierra Jarvis. Say hi, everybody. What's up? Hey. So uh, today we have an episode about home invasion, and uh, we have three really, well, some decent, some great movies for you today on reviews and what we liked and what we thought about them. Uh, the first movie that we have going on is The Strangers. Uh, second one we're doing is Hush. And then the third one is going to be about your next. There's someone out there. start out with The Strangers. It came out in 2008 and was directed by Brian Bertino. It revolved around a couple, Kristen and James, who, after their friend's wedding, went to James's parents' cabin to get away for the night. To celebrate their engagement that didn't happen. Yeah, celebrate their engagement that didn't happen. And Mind you that in the beginning of the movie, it said, based on a true story, whether or not that is true. It is not true. It It is not true. It Thanks for cleaning based, that up. Yeah, it was based... Brian Bertino came out and said that when he was a kid, someone had knocked on his door and asked if someone was home who didn't live there, and they thought it was really weird. And the next morning, they found out that two other houses in the neighborhood got broken into. So that's what he based <laughs> the story off of. But there's other like true stories that are similar to this one, which, I mean, it's a home invasion. I'm sure there's a lot of true stories that could be similar to this one. But yeah. he said that his main inspiration with it was Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter, like... Uh... Charles Manson. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So. Not the, not the Beatles song? The Beatles well, the song Beatles... is about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I just wasn't sure what the actual inspiration was. Oh, yeah, talking... yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. The, okay. the book Helter Skelter about uh, the yeah. Charles Manson murders. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so they ended up getting tormented for the night, and in the morning, the killers kill them. And go on with their lives. Go on with their lives. Yeah, very very cut and dry, very uh, straight to the point, not a lot of plot or buildup in this movie, but uh, for what what it's worth, if you're sitting in a dark house watching it by yourself... It uh, definitely gets you kind of uh, goosebumpy. Yeah, all right, so the first time that... Uh, Sierra and I watched it. We went to the movies when it was in theaters, and we actually laughed the entire movie. Like, I feel like it's one of those movies where you have to watch it by yourself, home alone at night. Because later on when it came out on DVD, I borrowed it from a friend, and I watched it at my dad's house, which you guys know, it's back in the woods. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was home alone at night. I watched it, and I was fucking terrified. I locked every door and window in the house, and 
it gave me a different appreciation for it and i think it goes to show that like the environment that you watch a movie definitely affects the movie itself and fun fact uh, a couple nights later we went to my mom's house because this was back when we were still in high school and uh we came back and the movie was on my coffee table and every door and window in the house was locked which we never locked the doors at my house so my dad came home later that night and was like yo I watched that movie The Strangers this is fucked up I had to lock every room <laughs> door in the house and my Have dad is friend. never fucking terrified of anything <laughs> and he's like I'm never watching that movie again oh Howard that is great no yeah uh, the movie definitely you know like you said if you're surrounded by a bunch of other people there's not really much to go off of in the respect of horror, but it plays off of the whole your your own mind plays tricks on you, and it's kind of like you're your own worst enemy kind of thing. So it's all about the atmosphere and the ambiance because if you're by yourself in a house, you're going to double check to make sure every door is locked and close the curtains and see if anybody – you know what triggered that automatic light outside. Um, Hopefully we don't have one. Yeah. Um, I don't see it coming. I mean, yeah. I think I think what really makes home invasion movies scary is because, like, you kind of think of your home as, like, a safe place, and it kind of just oh, goes yeah. to show that no place is safe for you, like... hundred percent, but there, like we, we established in the beginning of this, there there's not another, like, genre of horror movie out there that's more realistic than a home invasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, thousands happen almost every day where somebody breaks into your house. Is it as gruesome and, like, grotesque as, like, some of the stuff that happens in the movies? Probably not, but it's still the fact that, you you know, um, you know, just getting off topic of what we're talking about, the movies right now, when a stranger calls, you could be in your house downstairs chilling, watching TV, and somebody's upstairs, like, in your closet doing something, and you have no idea. Like, there's always that what-if factor, which, like, a movie like, you know, The Strangers really gets your mind going about it because – you know, it could happen whether you know it or not. Yeah, and I mean, like, when you're home alone, you don't think, like, oh, maybe there's, like, a monster in my kitchen. But if you hear a bang, you're like, fuck, well, maybe there's somebody in my kitchen, you know? Exactly. That's, I think that's what creeps me out the most, and it, I don't know. I cannot wait to talk. (laughs) And it's something, it's, (laughs) it's cool, too, because, like, it's so simple at the same time. Like, watching The Stranger's, you get fucking terrified when you hear a knocking and it's just a knock. Like somebody was off camera knocking on something and that's what's scaring you. It wasn't like crazy CGI, special effect, crazy makeup. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a psychological thing. Like you don't know, you don't know what's making that noise, where it's coming from, what's going to happen. I think that's a great, Oh, sorry. There you go. No, you you go. go. You can go. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say that, like, it was a really good point, Dylan, because like, I, it makes me curious what the budget was for this movie because uh, movies that are filmed in primarily just one location usually have a pretty low budget, and for this movie to be as successful as it was, just being filmed in one house, you know, a couple, not even a whole house, it's just a couple rooms of a house that could have been just totally a stage. Like, um, I thought it was pretty well done for what they did with it. No, yeah, I think I think another thing that adds a little bit of fear, and for me, uh, definitely for me, um, anytime there's somebody in a mask, it really creeps me out, which is funny because mm-hmm. all of these movies 
they're wearing masks in them. But I think it's it's uh, something about not knowing what they look like or who they are. It always kind of gets me too. Going back on the budget, I just pulled it up. Uh, the film had a budget of nine million and it made eighty two million at box Holy, office. That's a that's a profit. Yeah. And a half. Which go, exactly what you said. They filmed it in South Carolina, mm-hmm. at an old. Uh, an old house. That does like, oh. look like a house around here, like the brick houses that are <laughs> that, around that's here. That's still so ugly. That's still crazy, though. I, I never would have thought a movie like that, the budget would have been nine mil. But yeah. to go back to what Sierra <laughs> said about the masks, out of the three movies we're talking about today, I got to say The Strangers had the, the freakiest masks out of all, all out of these three movies yeah, anyway. Well, well Sierra said something, too. Like, when we were watching The Strangers at the end, she's like, oh, well, I really wanted to see their face. And I'm like, I think that's what adds to it because it it didn't matter what their face looked like. But we did like. see one of their faces, the girl, when she when she first, yeah, when she door, first she came. Yeah, when she first came. But, like, you, it's kind of like it doesn't matter what they look like. They had no motive, like. And, and honestly, even though you saw the woman in, in the beginning of the movie, you didn't even really know it was her because she was, you know, they were wearing masks. Yeah. You know, even at the end of the movie, you really never see their faces, and that's that's the point of it. It's that they were strangers. They didn't know the people who were at the house. They didn't know anything about it. They just came, they did what they had to do, and then they left. Yeah, and I think that's, that's also what added to, like, the scariness of it. Like, talking about, like, your next, there was, like, a motive behind it, where this movie, there was no motive. They had no reason to do it other than just to do it, and... I love that line at the end of the movie where Liv Tyler's character says, like, oh, why are you doing this? And the girl says, because you were home. Like, there was no motive for it other than they were home. They were there to fuck with. Yeah. How did you guys feel about the ending of that movie? How um, they kind of just left them there dead and the two boys came and found them and it was just kind of, like, ended. Yeah, the one thing I did hate... If I were to pick one thing I didn't like about the movie was the end, like that last jump scare where where um, she did, where Kristen, she like yeah. went, goes to check on her and she like pops up. She's like, ah! yeah, she like jumps up and screams. So I'm like, oh, was there really a, a reason a for, that? for that? Just, just one last jump scare. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing, you know. In, in this, you know, horror haven series that we're doing we focus a lot primarily on like classic movies because it was back when they actually had stuff you know, legitimate stuff going on. A lot of these newer age movies, it's really all about the jump scares. They don't really have anything else going for them. Uh, The reason why I was kind of okay with the ending to this movie was just because it was about strangers, you know? Like, you have that jump scare, and that's all the movie really was. You know, the girl's hiding in the cupboard, and then all of a sudden the face pops up, you know, the mask pops Right in the cut, like that's all this movie was. It was suspense, jump scares, and then getting your head like, "What if?" Well, the ending with them just leaving, it was kind of you know, I was indifferent about it. It wasn't a great ending. It wasn't a horrible ending. That's like what mm-hmm. the, the whole theme of the movie was. They came and then they left. Yeah, Brian Bertino, the director, had also said too that originally they had a longer interaction at the end between. Um, Kristen and James and the killers like there was more dialogue and talking but they cut it out because he said it added to the creepiness that there was no explanation for it which I definitely I think that was a good choice I think it would have been drug out and like kind of whatever if they were sitting there talking to them for a good five ten minutes but now at the end of the movie there's um, a part the part when the um, three killers are in their truck and they're driving down the road (laughs) and they see the two boys with the uh, pamphlets 
and they mm-hmm. stop, and the the young girl that's in the truck gets out, and the boys ask her, "Are you a sinner?" And she said, "Sometimes." And as she gets back in the truck, the woman that was wearing the like almost doll mask, like with the black mm-hmm. hair, she says, um, "It'll get easier next time." I'm almost wondering if it was a family. Uh, where the parents were pushing their daughter into what they were doing. That's what I took it as. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've honestly never thought about it like that. But now that you mention it, you know, there were little subtle signs pointing to it. I mean, she uh, was obviously younger than the, than the the two, the one, the blonde girl yeah. that knocked on the door initially. She 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 was definitely younger than at yeah. least the man. The only thing that conflicts me about that theory is that. It was made in 2008, and there hasn't even been rumors of a second one. You would think... Yeah, no, if- no, they're making a second one. I think it's supposed to come out this fall. Are you serious? Yeah, they, they've they been pushing Woo! it back quite a bit, but uh, yeah. I, I think it's coming out this fall. I think they're working on it now, which I'm you know, really excited I, about. <laughs> I was going to say, if they develop that much of a plot to, like have subtle undertones of it being an actual family you would think there would be a second one but there is a second one so i guess we'll uh hopefully they'll develop that a little bit more if that is the case either i don't to, know how i know. feel about it though i don't know if a second one like i kind of don't want them to develop the family more it would be cool if they do i think i would accept a sequel if they did a completely different like location family like it was just another home invasion and they did almost like an anthology series I think you're, you're saying cool. like an um, American horror story, like totally different, like series kind of a deal. Like, yeah, like a different, I love invasion, a different home invasion because that's what it is. It's strangers. Like I feel like if well, they make a second one where they go into more detail about the family, then it's not going to be strangers. It's just going to be like killing well, family. Well, obviously well, it's going to be a different home. Yeah, well, like like I'm trying to say, it, you know, it's obviously going to be, you know, a, a different different home invasion the first home invasion they killed them yeah, so no, like, i mean i mean like a different like i like think different I people think all together it, it would definitely add to a sequel if they started developing actual characters in this one yeah see i would like to see that i would like to see like kind of their background like what made them kill yeah. where dylan not, doesn't want to know <laughs> i want to oh. know I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about a background i'm just expanding on like you know the little things we already knew about it like mm-hmm. you know we have no idea you you really don't get any idea in the first one besides you know just little tiny you know gestures but even if they don't give a background on the family or even show all the family's faces just to either confirm or you know disprove if they're actually a family or to just like they're going to be strangers no matter whose house they break mm-hmm. into yeah but unless they um, break into their own house <laughs> No, there's a twist, right? The, <laughs> the daughter has a mental break, and the entire movie was just her killing her own family. And... That might be fun. <laughs> well, Dylan knows I would guess the ending to that one right Probably, away. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool, though, if they did something like that, and it's revealed that, like, the person doing the killing was one of the three killers from this one. Like,. If they developed it in that way where you don't – you're not expecting it, but they connect it last minute. I'm going to mm-hmm. die if this is what the second one is. I'm going <laughs> to die. I'll be like, fucking asshole. We're going to get season desist, <laughs> desist letters like, take this shit down now. <laughs> hey, we'd get a good chunk of change for that. <laughs> I hope so. Or we'd get sued. I, 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 I th- Another thing I want to bring up for uh, this movie is the music was really creepy. The song mm-hmm. that they keep playing throughout it on the record player 
like yeah. genuinely creep me out. And when it starts skipping and she's like walking towards the door and it's saying like, should I go outside over and over? It's like, I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Um, I really wish uh, my girlfriend wasn't at work right now because she's not a big horror movie fan. But when I put this movie on to watch it, she's like, I love this movie. And I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> That's I thought awesome. It was fun. I definitely, I, I think that it has, um, I think it has just the right amount of horror to make it fun without it being too, like too overkill. Like too, like there wasn't a ton of gore, which I like. I honestly feel it, it makes me mad when, um, when people make horror movies and it's like, oh, let's just throw blood everywhere because, like, it's a horror movie. Yeah, it was I like more when psychological. They use, yeah, I like, I like when they, they use actual horror opposed to, like, blood, guts, and gore. Um, Unless so, it's intentional, obviously. If they're well, trying like, to like if it's, if it's something gore. where they have to, like, you know, like, obviously if they're gutting a human being, there's going to be blood, guts, and gore. But, like, oh, come on, like, we just did Evil Dead two weeks ago and you said you <laughs> loved it. Yeah, okay, but that's, like, that's... <laughs> That's a totally different style. That's what you know, I. That's what I'm I was saying. saying. Unless, the modern, unless, the, the unless the movie is intentionally like you know geared towards like gore, gore, gore. Then yeah. yeah, exactly. But you know what though, with the Evil Dead series too, is that that there was gore, but it was like more in a comical sense. Like it was nothing yeah. looked real. Like you knew it was <laughs> no. like okay. Like, I was just I was I was messing with you. Siri. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> But uh, so, if you guys had to give this movie a rating on a home invasion scale, what would you give it? I'd give it an eight out of ten. On a home invasion scale. On a home invasion scale. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. What'd you give it? I'm gonna give it a seven point six. Seven point six. Seven point six. <laughs> uh, um, You're welcome. I'll have to give it a uh, six point six. Six point six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go that in-depth. You already, like, you know, you set the bar with the one decimal. I I didn't want to go on that one. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to add on that I thought it was fairly... I I, I think that it's a great movie. Uh, I think that it would be fine for people that aren't crazy into horror movie uh, movies in general. I think it's good. Here's what I, I I'm just gonna think say. it's fun to watch, and I think even even though it's not as scary in a group, I think it's fun to watch in a group. Here's what I'm mm-hmm. gonna say: I feel like all the movies we're gonna cover are for a different atmosphere. I think The Strangers is best if you're home alone at night. I think Your Next is fun to watch in groups, and I think Hush is like strolling through Netflix and nothing's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, Dylan, just blow your load right in the first 15 <laughs> minutes of our podcast. Well, you know, I had to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, to anybody listening right now, this, like it's been said, if you haven't seen this movie, wait until it's 11 o'clock at night, you can't fall asleep, make yourself a bag of, bag of popcorn, and fucking sit there and watch this movie, and you will definitely not get sleep that night. <laughs> yeah, but so don't do it on a day when you have to work in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's the weekend. best <laughs> You got a good story, like, for the next day when you go in and they're like, why you look so tired? And he's like, oh, I don't know. The tree kept banging against the side of the house and, like, <laughs> garage door was, out was there. I was 99% sure there was somebody in my attic, and that's why I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. It was a mouse. It was a mouse. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I named him Jeffrey. <laughs> We're okay now, but I thought he was killing me. Yeah. You... you he turns out he was cool. He just wanted some cheese. Guys, it's all right. I just had a rat in my house. <laughs> it wasn't a person, though, so it's okay. <laughs> I can't run. I can't hide. And we can't wait 
You go outside, you are dead. Too many endings. They're all the same. All the same. Which means there's only one ending he won't expect. He can't run, hide, or wait. What does that leave? All right, so uh, on a slightly uh, less relevant note, Hush. Hush, yes. So Hush. Hush came out in 2016. It aired in film festivals in the springtime and was released on Netflix later on. It was directed by Mike Flanagan, and it was starring his wife, Kate Seigel. Why don't you make movies that star me so I can be rich? <laughs> and uh, they actually... <laughs> Him and his wife both wrote the movie. They wrote it when they were on a date in 2014. And while writing the movie throughout the years, they would act out the scenes at their house as they were writing it to kind of get an idea of how they wanted it to look. Which I So wait, wait. So I, I see what this guy did here and he was genius. So they wrote this together and they acted it out just so she wouldn't talk. <laughs> Rich, since my wife is right next to me, I'll get back to you on that on a later time. Uh, The movie got really positive reviews. It has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I was very surprised about. 100%? 100% Rotten Tomatoes, which is why... I do not trust Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) I didn't mind Hush. Okay, I'm going to give you a pro to Hush. How unique of it is, like, how unique of an idea is it to have somebody who's deaf? Like, that takes out a whole, like, a whole huge factor of horror movie is sound. I agree with you, but I feel like... But I love sound in horror movies, so it's, it's hard. I feel like parts of it, and I can't think of any specific examples right now, there's parts of the movie where, like... Like, when we watched the movie, the whole time I was like, it's going to be revealed at the end that she's not really deaf because there's parts where, like, it almost seems like she hears things and she responds to, like, sounds. And it kind of threw me off quite a bit. Well, it just shows somebody somebody who isn't deaf, it, it's really hard to actually, like, act, act and reenact like, reenact, like, what it would actually be like. But, honestly, that's the only thing I really found special about this movie, which I agree with Sierra, is the fact that it it did something I've never seen in any other movie before where the main character was deaf and they kind of chose scene by scene. Like if it was a scene that was just reflected towards her, there wasn't a lot of sound. Although they did mimic some sounds like vibrations because it explained in the beginning she could feel the vibrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, throughout the whole the whole thing, it was just like that was the only thing that kept me watching this movie was the fact that like I've never seen a movie do that where it was like it, it based it, – it, it was more relied on the other senses like what was going on around her rather than like what she could exactly. hear. Yeah, and exactly. I, feel like, I feel like that's a big jump too because mm-hmm. we were just talking about The Strangers where the big scare of the whole thing was the sound, like the knocking yeah. from different areas. Mm-hmm. And it's like a big jump to go from the total opposite of that but the same yeah. situation. But I, I, I feel honestly if you can get one good scare out in a movie that has no sound – like, you're doing a good job. Like, whether the movie was great, not so great, whatever, if they got one good scare in that movie with no no music, no sound, no nothing, like, I feel like it was successful just for that. 
it's it's also it's a double edged sword with this because while it was cool that um you know they filmed it that way and the cinematography and all that which is maybe why it got 100 percent on rotten tomatoes in reality if there was a home invasion situation and the girl was deaf it would not last an hour and a half no no because she'd have no way of knowing where he was what like you, you know what if he if he climbs up the roof you're not going to hear him where a normal person a person who can hear normally would hear him if if he came into the house you would hear him you would know where he, he could was. Tunnel, he yeah. could tunnel through the floor from underneath the house and she would not have known any different no or like yeah he could it, break a window and come in through a window but i think yeah. that i think that goes to like the whole plot of the movie because he says straight out in the movie like i could come inside at any time like he he's, does, do, yeah. he's doing the whole thing just to mess with her before he kills her but well, it kind he, of yeah, it definitely backfires because i mean he ends up getting fucking well he did shot. say he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna take everything away from you until you beg me to end it and then i'm gonna come inside yeah so I think I think it was successful in the, in in that aspect. I, I just feel like um, it didn't have enough scare. Like it it wasn't scary enough. I th- yeah, I feel like it was more of a, like a suspense thriller type. But I feel movie. like it wasn't even. I don't even think it successfully was suspenseful. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it because I thought it was alright. But <laughs> it just it, there was something not there that should have been Dude, there. I, I- I felt like it could have been a short. It could have been 30 minutes long, and that would have been a lot better than it dragged out for an yeah, hour. Yeah, that, that's what I, I put in my notes when I was writing, because I always write down, like, a final thought on all the movies. Mm-hmm. And I put down, like, I I liked that Maddie and the killer were both smart because it added to a lot of different situations. Like, they were, it was kind of like a battle of wits in a way. But it got to a point where it's like it dragged on so much because it's just like okay, like he could go in at any minute and end it. Like she, like you said before when we were just discussing it before we started recording the episode, Rich. Like there were so many actions that she could have taken earlier on. Well, that's that's what I was just about to reiterate. It was like you know you just said she was smart, but as soon as she she came to the realization like she can't run. She can't hide. She can't wait. The only thing she could do was kill him. And she took no evasive maneuvers whatsoever. She came, The only thing she did was she came out onto the porch and she shot the crossbow once. And what happened? She got her fucking hand and her wrist broken. Yeah. Like she took, she took no smart like precautions or any sort of planning towards like actually killing him. Even in the bathroom when she got the one up on him and stabbed him in the stomach – she just ran out. She exactly. didn't finish the job. Like, exactly. So it's like, like she, how, how, how effectively are you trying to go through with this? <laughs> at the same time, you yeah. do have to think, like, as a human, there is that... There, there probably is still that battle, even when it's something where you're in danger, where I'm a human, it's wrong to kill someone. You know, like, I'm going to injure them, slow them down, but I don't, want to, I don't want this person's blood on my hands, you know? Yeah, but it made it such mm-hmm. a, like pivotal mm-hmm. moment in the movie where she came to that realization like that she I has have to kill, kill him, him. Yeah. It, it was her or him it. yeah i have to and kill I, him and then it's just like she avoided it still and i feel yeah. i get what you're saying sierra but at the same time it's like human instinct is like battles to survive like it's fight or flight it was him. either she was gonna all out do whatever she could to run away or she was gonna kill him she came to the realization that she needed to kill him and she really just sucked at it yeah and I mean, I, I just, I don't agree with you. I feel like if anybody was in a situation where 
this dude literally killed like you know two people who were close to her right in front of her yeah. like if you had the if if that happened and you had the opportunity to kill this guy you wouldn't stop until his heart stopped and i hated that it took so long i think that adds to like the dragging of the movie too that it took so long for her to come to that realization because mm. like what other option are you going to have like you've it was established pretty early on like she's not going to be able to escape the guy's yeah. not just going to go away because like he came there to kill you. What reason would he have to just be like, all right, well, I give up and just leave. Dude, and let's talk about, like, the the neighbor that was, like, you know, stacked like a linebacker. Like, <laughs> how dumb do you need to be? The dude has a flashlight, and you think he's a cop. And, like, you know, it took him a couple minutes to catch on that he's probably not who he said he was. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, this guy's shining a flashlight in my face and says he's a cop. Like, I should probably, like, put my shit down and give him my phone and do all this. Like, like I, I just don't, you know. I mean, and the guy, the guy to me, pretty, it was pretty obvious he wasn't a cop. Like, if I just showed up to yeah. somebody's house and I was like, hey, my wife never came home. Like, I'm trying yeah. to see what's going on. And there was just some random dude outside. In a hoodie like, and jeans? Yeah. In a hoodie and jeans. like, oh, I'm a cop. I wouldn't be like, yeah. oh, yeah, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, like, I do have know, a defense I... in that. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's the, what's the defense? I have been co- pulled over by undercover narcotics police, and they were wearing jeans and a T-shirt, and they had <laughs> um, huge beards. <laughs> one, one question, though, Sierra. As soon as they pulled you over, did they show you identification? They didn't, but we did ask for it. <laughs> Oh, well, see, you're smart. This guy in the movie <laughs> never asked for identification. Like, yeah. if somebody approached me and said, yeah, I'm a police officer. if he officer. did, the guy would have killed him at that point. He like, didn't have he any weapons. Either way. No, he, the, uh, the killer waited until he had, like, the, like, the he had a knife. moment. That was it. Yeah. He, he even said it. He wouldn't win in a straight-out fight with him. He wouldn't have done anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he waited. The only thing, unfortunately, which the chick, another reason the chick in the movie was just bad was that the dude was about to smash him in the head with a rock, and then she starts banging on the window, and as soon as he looks, he gets stabbed in the throat. Exactly. It's like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, and that was the best chance. But kudos to that guy for, you know, getting stabbed in the throat and still almost choking the other guy unconscious. I I will say that was probably, like, to me, the most suspenseful moment because it's like – Okay, well, this is only about halfway through the movie, and this guy seems like he has the upper hand, and it's going to be solved. So it's like, how is he going to take care of this? Like, how is the killer going to get out of this, you know? Yeah, and I I really – I wasn't too impressed with that. I felt like it was a cop-out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, was, it was a very sly thing, and even the killer knew it because he was like, oh, who am I kidding? I never would have won that fight anyway. Because at first he says, oh, yeah, I had a two in ten chance of, like, winning against you. And then at the end of it, he was like, no, I definitely wouldn't have won. But, like, it was just, like, it it wasn't any strategy about it. Mm-hmm. The dude turned his head and then got stabbed in the throat. Which like at the same time, on the killer's part, like, if you know that you have no chance against this guy, why didn't the killer just fucking take off? Like, what mm. – were you just going to wait around and wait until this guy either, A, beat the shit out of you or, yeah. B, like, called the cops and you got arrested? Like – well. This is going back to, like, what we said when we were off tape. It was like, this was a movie where, like, the strangers had no motive whatsoever. You didn't see their face. But this killer in this movie showed more, I don't know if narcissism is the right word, but just the fact when she had the the writing on the window saying, I didn't see your face, please go, my boyfriend's coming home soon. 
And his response to that was taking off the mask and showing her his face. I honestly love that part. because I was so sad at that part because I love that actor. He always plays a yes. really nice guy. He, and I was like, no. I will so say nice. that. The what else is he in? I've never, I don't know uh, who that Tiny is. Gallagher. Have you seen Tangle Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. He was the main guy in that. John Goodman? No, no, not no, no, the other guy that's in the bunker with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's also in a short term twelve. Sh- short term twelve with his like uh, independent film, but it's really good if you like that style. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he. Cute. I I will say his acting in it was amazing. Like he played crazy very well. <laughs> yeah, they just need well, to replace the main girl. I thought that's I thought happens. she that's she what happens played a good when mute. You put your your wife in a movie. Take note from Rob Zombie. <laughs> Like no, that, that was bad. I honestly didn't think that the woman's acting was that bad in it. I no, mean, she played I, I, a yeah. deaf mute chick. Like, yeah, I, what I else agree. are you going to do? I agree. I just, like I said, there were parts to me where it almost seemed like she responded to sound, which I know that it's hard to get that down. But if you're writing in a script or, like, you're acting it out to where, you know, like, something pops up on a screen behind you and you somehow know that something popped up and you turn around and you're like, oh, what was that? Like... I mean, I honestly, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice anything like that in this film. It might have just been me, but like the whole movie, I was waiting for some big like reveal that she wasn't really deaf and she made it up for some stupid reason and to write a uh, book about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so what what would you guys give this? I gave it a six point eight out of ten. Six point eight, really? Mm. Yeah, I'd give it a six. Uh, God, you guys are making me the bad guy today. I'm gonna go with a four. I feel like we always make you the bad guy. We're a little like I feel like I'm extremely it's the goatee. critical. It, it's the goatee. Like, it's, that, it's that Skype picture. Don't worry, I'll be I'll be critical on other episodes because there's certain ones I can't. There's certain horror movies I can't stand. So I'll make up for it later. We're gonna post that Skype picture on the uh, the Facebook page. Yeah, can we make that our cover photo, please? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, please. I don't know how to change it. I haven't, like, this is the first time I've used Skype in, like, six years, guys. We're going to post Everybody, this is Critical Rich. <laughs> this is Critical Rich. Just so you, you so they can have, like, a, an image to put to the name. They're like, who's this fucking guy that's writing everything over? Oh, him. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. He's the critic over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, he like, looks like a dick. Like, <laughs> like Sierra says, for later episodes, I feel like... I'll be more critical with, like, the next episode, right? We're doing Child's Play. Yeah, next episode's Child's Play. Yeah, so. I'll probably be more critical with Child's Play because I got an issue with Chucky that I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting uh, to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll save it for for the other episode because oh, I got know. a lot to say about that little bastard. <laughs> dolls. Dylan, that's why Dylan's terrified of dolls. No, nah, it's not Chucky. I'm just terrified of dolls in general. <laughs> they, they are lifeless, man. I mean, look at their faces. They're just like, ugh. I have a story for you on the next episode. It'll be funny. Oh, can't, can't wait. Looking forward to it. So, anything else uh, Hush related? I got nothing else for Hush. I don't. I wouldn't consider it a horror movie. Um, I'd consider it like probably like a, th- a thriller or suspense. Um, yeah, I think honestly, it's good for anybody. I think anybody could watch it. I don't yeah. think you have to be a horror fan to, to to watch it. Like I said before, like The Strangers is a watch alone movie. I feel like Hush is a watch with people movie because it's one of those movies where the entire time you're gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, yeah. and you're gonna be like, "Oh wait, wait, she's deaf. I'm sorry. I'm being an <laughs> see, asshole." See, I think yeah, yeah. 
I, I think to me, Hush is one of those movies, which was my personal experience about how I came across it, was when you're scrolling, when you're a horror fan and you're scrolling through the pages of Netflix just on the horror section and you're like, watch that, watch that. This has one star. I watch that. I watch that. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, four stars. Okay. And like, you know, it, it it's okay. Yeah, it's no, okay. See, I fo- I followed it before it was actually released. Like I I saw reviews from when it was in the film festival and I saw the trailer <laughs> and I I kind of thought like fuck you. <laughs> I kind of thought like, you know, He does that. He looks everything up. I was like this is going to be like a pretty decent horror movie. Like it's a it's a home invasion movie and that's why yeah. I I was I think we watched it the night it they released it on Netflix, yeah, we, we and I I wasn't as impressed. I don't know if I just overhyped it for myself or if it just. I mean, fell I think short. it's a fine movie. I don't I don't think there's anything that was like really really bad about it. Like it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like, oh wow, this sucks. Like there was like everything was fine about it, but that it was it never went above fine. It was yeah. also like I said before, like it pained me to watch it again. I think it's one of those like you watch it once and you're good. You don't have to watch it again. <laughs> well, there's, there's nothing else to like dig deeper into it about. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying uh, you know you're going to be disappointed for watching this movie. I'm not saying you need to get off your couch right now and go watch this movie. But like if you've watched everything else on Netflix, check it out. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I agree with that. <laughs> What is that? So finally, we're going to talk about your next. It was released in film festivals in 2011, but it didn't get a wide release until 2013. It was directed by Adam Wingard, who also directed the VHS movies and the new Blair Witch. Uh, it focuses on a family who get together for some kind of event. Dinner. It seems like they were trying to like meet their... Their children's significant others is yeah. what it seems like. Like, they let's start, introduce everybody. They start getting picked off by uh, three people in masks. There's a sheep, a fox, a fox, and a lion. And a lion, yeah. And you come to find out later on that one of the siblings had hired the killers. No, two. At the end, you find out two, but they hired the killers to kill the family because there was a large inheritance that they were trying to get. But they did not know that one of the siblings... Crispin's, Crispin's girl. Crispin's wife, Erin, was a badass. Um, <laughs> Australian it, badass. It, it, was not, uh, it was not his wife. It was a it girlfriend. Was girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. It, it was yeah. his student. Yeah, which uh, they bragged on him pretty good for that about dating his former students. Former student, but... Um, yeah, yeah it, uh, it definitely, you know, I gotta say, called that ending, too. 
Yeah, but I, <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. I thought it was so fun. Uh, oh, so yeah. the the writer was Simon Barrett, and he actually played the killer in the Tiger Mask. He oh, wrote God. it to be a mix of like a mystery movie and a comedy, and he later on said that Bay of Blood was a huge inspiration for him, which is an older horror movie. They they also collaborated quite a bit because Adam Wingard directed the movie, Simon Barrett directed or wrote it. They worked together on like VHS. Um, Ty West, who played the daughter's boyfriend, the one that got shot in the head. Yeah, the first one that got killed, who got shot in the head with the arrow. He worked on VHS as well, and uh, he also made a movie that we're going to talk about in a later episode, The House of the Devil. I'm really excited for that one. <laughs> yeah. It looks so good. Which is how I kind of got brought into it. Uh, my friend Steven had mentioned that the daughter's boyfriend was the director for the movie and to check it out, so. <clears throat> but, yeah, I really like this movie. This is at, one of my top favorites. <laughs> out, of the, uh, out of the three home invasion movies we were talking about, this is definitely the most creative. And, oh, yeah, um, it's the most fun. It's, it's very yeah. fun to watch. Well, it, it's it's kind of like nonstop as, you know, the strangers, it was a lot of suspense and kind of like Still waiting that. for something to happen. <laughs> Hush was kind of the same thing and kind of like anticlimactic. This one out of nowhere, it's like boom and you're just like, holy you're shit. In it and it's and, happening. Yeah. I think what added to this too is they added a story to it. There was a reason behind it where like – like, I said with The Strangers that the scary part of the whole thing was that there was no meaning for it, but I feel like this movie gave it a meaning in a way that it didn't ruin the movie for me. It well, wasn't I, think it, I more... think it made it scary, though, too, because it's like, you can't trust your own family. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just the, the creativity of, like, you know, it's a, it's a later-age horror movie, Almost at this point, everything's been done. Yeah, and uh, I know Dylan, you could uh, you could contest this on personal experience. That whole getting clothesline with the wire thing, <laughs> <laughs> like like any anybody at home who doesn't know Dylan Jarvis, you know, driving a four wheeler almost you know decapitates himself on a barbed wire fence. I mean, thank God you're alive and here with us today. But uh, that scene in that movie, like you know. I was just like, holy shit, you know, she took off running and then all of a sudden just on the ground, like... I think that was... Yeah, I think that was big, too, is, like, the kills in this movie, you weren't expecting a lot of them, especially that one. Like, it made it look... I was expecting something to happen. I was expecting her to get out the door and get shot with an arrow or something. I wasn't expecting the clothesline. Yeah, or somebody, like, tackled her, like, was standing right outside the door. Like, yeah, Um, that was just, you know, unbelievable. Or, like, you know... Like I said, you know, a lot of things by the by this time have like been done in horror movies, but like blender to the top of the head, the clothesline, that that, mm-hmm. you know, like she there was, was so many at things. The end of that, by the end of it, she was like, "Fuck, I'll just kill everybody." I don't even oh, <laughs> like she was... no skin off my nothing. And then, and then, like going back to what I said about Hush, about this chick just like not knowing anything and like not really defending herself, even though she came to the realization that she needed to kill him. This chick in your next, you know, putting putting the planks of wood on the floor with the nails. So oh, when God, they, I love the scene when she, he steps they, on it. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's just like this was a woman who knew that it was like them or her, and she wasn't going to stop. And then even when she found out that her boyfriend was in on it the whole time, and he comes back, it was like no mercy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. You know, you had mentioned that it's a newer age horror movie. It definitely is, but at the same time, whenever I watch it, I definitely get like an '80s vibe from it. At the same time, I don't know if I it's... think it's like the the the, the record player. <clears throat> I feel like the record too. It's it's like um, it's got like the the it's not direct comedy. Like there's nothing like directly funny, but it it's got like funniness to it. It might even be too the fact that it's just such a unique movie, where you don't really get a lot of that now. The more you see more unique stuff in the '80s when like the slasher movie is really getting big, and it kind of revamped that in a way. That's I don't in know the if 80s, I'm... they were on a lot of drugs. <laughs> I, I really didn't get a, an '80s vibe from this movie. Really, um, in you know, I. I might be thinking of a different movie, but um, it's the one that the neighbor's house. It starts out with them killing the neighbors, and the one the one record player or the one cassette player keeps playing over and over again, right? Yeah, I think it's a CD player, but it, yeah, it does. It, it, yeah. You're gonna, you're thinking of the right movie, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, it it was just you know that very eerie kind of feel to it, where like like you said in the other in the other movie with the strangers how it kept playing over and over again yeah. and that just kind of gave it like the tone like you know the almost ominous even if the music wasn't ominous it was still like you know it gave you a sense of time of like how long this has been going on for yeah mm-hmm. the the whether you got 80s vibes or not you have to admit that the soundtrack for it was definitely 80s slasher inspired like mm-hmm. It was very much similar to, like, 80 slasher movie soundtracks. See, if I would compare it to any soundtrack, it would be American Psycho with Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, there, like, very, like, poppy, like, dancey music. The part where Aaron's setting up all the booby traps in the house, um, there's, like, a track playing, and it sounds like the theme song for Stranger Things. And I even said to Sierra, like, I'm pretty sure this <laughs> is the soundtrack for Stranger Things. And maybe that's where I'm getting the 80 vibes from, but... yeah. Totally, totally could be. I mean, I I can't recall off the top of my head, but if if it was the Stranger Things theme song, I could see where the '80s came from. Yeah. Um, I think what really made this movie great was Aaron as a character. Like, oh, she made the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the second people start getting killed, you kind of start getting this survivalistic vibe from her, where she's like. Okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. She and they, modes. yeah, and they even said like, oh, well, we should go in the basement. And she's like, no, because they could throw gasoline down the stairs and light a fire, and we'll be trapped down there. And it's like nobody would think about that, but she thought of that, and I love that because mm. it's different from normal slasher movies where like everybody's just an idiot. Like she was and- well thought out, and then all of the traps that she's setting are just like so well thought out and then i think where it really starts to kick in was where um the tiger mask guy comes in and tries to kill her with the sledgehammer i think it was or the axe whatever it was and she kicks him and like grabs the meat grinder and beats the hell out of him and she kind of just like picks his head up and is like does anybody know this guy and they're like like, no and she's like oh all right and throws him back down like it was nothing and like that right there is like complete switching character think, from who it showed in the beginning of the movie. I think the yeah. most genius booby trap she set was the the nail the nail boards cuz she did two of them because he'd look 
when he when he stepped in the window, he looked and he saw yep. the one that she'd set up, set up like a foot away from the window. But he didn't even think like so. It, it, to me, it seemed intentional that she put it there oh, yeah, so that was. she he saw yeah. it. And he's like, oh, um, what a stupid bitch! And then he stepped <laughs> he stepped directly on the one that he couldn't see, and I love that. I thought that was funny. She was she was definitely intelligent in using her resources and surroundings in a sense of when when it came time to when she realized everybody was against her and she did have to go down to the basement um, when she used the shutter on the camera yeah. to yeah, blind the guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like um, that. that was very genius. But going back to what Dylan was saying about her developing as a character and, you know, somebody who was definitely knew what was going on and how to defend herself. Um, a big thing that I noticed was that she didn't tell anybody about her experience or like how she like why she was trained or how she was trained. And uh, I think that's because she really didn't know she she had like an instinct that like not to trust anybody because she really didn't know anybody in the house. So she only admitted that she was like at a survivalist camp. Yeah. When somebody like straight up asked her about it, yeah, otherwise she said what, too, she, like I haven't even told Crispin, who's her boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like she was definitely secretive about that, and like you know, um, kind of like the speak softly but carry a big stick kind of theory. Yeah. With and her. I, uh, I love, too, at the end where everybody's dead except for her and Crispin, and there's, like, the big reveal that he was involved. And I love his line where he's like, nobody expected you to be so good at killing people, which is kind of weird. And he's, like, kind of trying to turn around like she's such a weirdo for being good at yeah. killing people. <laughs> and yet he just hired three guys to kill his whole family. Yeah, yeah, but he he was the one who bounced who couldn't even be there he because he didn't have the stomach yeah. for it. You little bitch, couldn't even watch your parents get killed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, 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 his brother is having sex on top of his mom's body. Like. No, no, no. He said that was fucked up. He didn't do it. His <laughs> oh, freaky girlfriend, they're like, what the fuck? That was Honestly, insane. I think I think if you're going to hire contract killers to kill your family, I why would you draw the line there? <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah, yeah like, come on. I, I I think I'm I'm with you on this one, Rich. From the beginning, I think I had the ending guessed, mm-hmm. but it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie, and it didn't ruin it to where when it was revealed, I was like, "Well, I fucking knew it. Would, that's just stupid." Like the the big enjoyable. well, the big thing was like. I could see you guessing that, like, yeah, it was like the one deadbeat brother who like hired it. the The big thing was that like the guy Crispin, you know, the total pansy who's just a, you know, He's a professor. Like, the the <laughs> whole it... time I was like this motherfucker. And as soon as he disappeared, like I forgot who yeah. I watched the movie with, but everybody's like, he's dead. He's dead. And I'm like, no, he's really not like, yeah, I think that's just, what gave it away. Wait. Cause it showed yeah. everybody die except for him. And I was like, there's no way he's just going to show back up at the end or they're just going to drop that. He was there. See, like, the thing, the thing is, is like watching it the first time I was like, I didn't, I didn't think anything of Crispin until the end when it revealed it. But watching it the second time, like every time, like every time anything came up and she reacted so well to it, he like you could tell that he was like, "Oh fuck," like you, he, like his facial expressions would, "Oh fuck," and then that's when he left. But it was like up until that point, I and I kept saying it to Dylan. I was like. It's so obvious that he's involved. Like, how did we not notice? Yeah, and this even the when first people time? when people start dying, like when uh, 
the daughter's boyfriend gets shot in the head with the arrow and stuff. He, he acts guilty. so like nonchalant about it. Like mm-hmm. everybody's freaking out, and then like him and the other brother that are involved are kind of just like yeah, not but the, reacting like, at there's, all. Like, the- the, the scene it, when the one brother's like, why would they do this? And Crispin's just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, the the other brother was definitely a better actor than Crispin was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I... I like the third brother, Drake. He is my favorite character. He was funny as shit. The one with the arrow on his back. Yeah, the one with the arrow oh, the on one, his back. The one who is totally just a pompous piece of shit the entire Dude, time. I love yeah. him. I don't know why. I just die every scene that he's in. And I love... Because he always says something fucking stupid. <laughs> I love in the basement where him and Felix are down there and Felix starts stabbing him. And he stabs him like five times. He's like, will you just why die already? <laughs> why are you making me... This is hard yeah <laughs> and he's just like drake's just kind of standing there like slowly dying just like giving him this look <laughs> honestly do you know what i thought if if that if uh, uh that guy right there reminded me of if your brother zach grows up and, and becomes like a doctor or a lawyer and just really full of himself like yeah. that's what i thought well i mean like, he's already full of himself he just has to get the doctor lawyer zach, thing if you're watching i, I, I just nothing I, and zach i really don't know you too well i just kind of wave to you whenever i go to emmanuel's and that's really it but yeah no, and I can see that, this is not this is not free advertisement for you so you owe us money <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we know you have it. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I this movie, all around, all about, I feel like it's it's one of the only home invasion movies that doesn't draw itself out after a while. Like, it stays interesting throughout yeah. the entire movie. It, it keeps you on your toes yeah. from start to finish. And, uh... And it had a satisfying ending. I feel like it's really hard to do a good ending for a home invasion movie. I was upset about the ending. I I was upset about the ending. Were you? Yeah, like after after you go through, she's the killer. Like that's how it ends. Well, that's why you could understand like why she got shot. It's like, you know, you go through all like she went through all of that and did all this work and overcame all the obstacles for what just to get shot in the head by a cop at the end. She should have left one of them alive so that there was a witness. I well, you know. Yeah, no, but- because then it would have been word against word. There's no there's no way to prove that. But, like, she didn't know the cops were coming. It was just a bad situation. It just well, sucked. she did know the cops were coming. She's the one who contacted them, and she got the thing back that said 911 is sending the police. She got the text mm-hmm. message, and that's how she got caught at the end. But also... Hiding in the curtains. The one cop that showed up died, so she could still get away with it. That's true. I mean, she could say straight out, like, oh, oh one of the killers set that booby trap up and killed the cop, and I... Well, you're right. I guess I guess technically in the end it didn't show her die. Oh, no, she was still alive I, I because was... when the cop's walking in the door, she yells at him, like, don't come in, and he still walks in and gets hit with the axe. Yeah, yeah. But... I don't know. I, mean, I was you, just assuming she where she got shot and everything. I, I just thought she was dead as soon as she got shot. But, got yeah, shot you're right. The it was a shoulder or something. But she has a lot of explaining to do when the rest of the cops show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the thing that made this movie so fun is Aaron's character. She's so over Like, it's it's not a realistic character at all. Aaron's character is not realistic by any means. She's... It, but it made it fun. Yeah. And... and in any normal situation, it wouldn't be believable, but it, I think it, it's what made this movie that she was so overdone and so grand and wonderful. And uh, I think that I think that I mean, uh, she honestly, ju- she dives out a second story window and like 
besides getting a piece of glass in her legs, just like, all right, gets up and yeah. walks away. And, and I, I think yeah. that's what made it fun, though. And, and the, I think that's where it gets, like, that funny kind of thing. Because you're like, oh, come on. That wouldn't happen. But, like, it, it, the, they did it in a way where, where it was good. It wasn't like, oh, this this is cheesy. Well, also, you could tell with the way she landed when she jumped out of the window. Like, she totally had, like, some sort of training about that. Like, she broke her fall. It wasn't like, you know, she fell flat on her back or, like, on her neck or her leg or something like that, you know? She, like, like, kind of tuck and roll it out. Yeah, like, that's uh, what I'm like, saying. Uh, like, and she, like, caught her – she, like, landed on, like, her, her, her hands and knees. Mm. But – she said. She said the reasoning she gave for knowing how to do all this stuff was that she grew up in a survivalist camp. But I don't think a survivalist ca- survivalist camp is showing you like how to expertly kill people. Like <laughs> that's at that point, it's not a survivalist camp. Well, who knows? She she didn't tell anybody about the survivalist camp. And if it was like more of a mercenary camp, would she really tell Could people it was cult. a mercenary camp? <laughs> Could have been a cult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, a League of Assassins or something, like... Mm-hmm. One thing I want to bring up, too, is, like, it's revealed that, the like, the dad finds all the stuff in their closet, their bedroom closet, that people had been living there for days. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would real I would notice if like someone was living in my bedroom closet. Our house is much smaller than theirs. No, that's that's not... That wasn't their house. That was, like, a vacation house. Was it? They, yeah, they all showed up to the house to have, like, Thanksgiving dinner or something like the that. It was owned the house, though. They owned it, but it was, like, a vacation house. Uh, they were, like, I think they, like, just did renovations on it or something. It wasn't, like, the main house that they lived in. Right, well, that makes people. that makes more sense. See, it, it's, it's hard for us poor people to understand <laughs> understand the rich life of what's two a, houses. Yeah, what's, you know, what the fuck's a vacation house? Like... A, a hotel? <laughs> <Yeah>. A motel? <laughs> I don't go above three stars, so. <laughs> three stars, damn. Three star hotel. Your fans. Yeah. I think we've stayed at four star hotels before. Yeah. The one but in Mystic, I think, is a four star. Only if you complain a lot and they give you a night for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the goal. So, oh, I was just about to ask. Go ahead. Um, I gave it a nine point five. This is one of my favorite horror movies in general. Like, I want to hear Rich's next. <laughs> Rich always makes us go first. I want to see his critical critical Rich. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give it an eight. An eight. I think. I think out of out of the movies we've watched and even any other home invasion movie that we didn't talk about today, I, I feel like this was just a far superior movie than good. any of the other ones. Um, more entertaining, more action, more plot. You know, better character development. I, I just think all around it, it was a better movie than all the other ones. Well, an 8 for you, Rich, is... That's like a 10 for normal That's a 10 people. for normal people, Maybe so. a 20 <laughs> for normal people. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it... I'd give it an 8.5. So I, we're all in agreement that this is the best movie of the three that we watched. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I, but you knew that. I love this movie. I thought, like, from the first time I watched it, I love this movie, so. All right, so that about wraps it up for our Home Invasion episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we also have a SoundCloud and an iTunes Horror Haven podcast. Tune in next week. We're going to have the first installment of our Child's Play episode covering episode one through three. It's going to be a really great time. One of my personal favorites. Uh, So we hope that you tune in with us next week. Thanks again and uh, have a spooky night.
Peace out. Bye. <laughs>